Hey guys, before we get into this week's show, I wanted to let y'all know that my entire family has switched our cell phone service over to Patriot, and it has been such a great move for us. Patriot Mobile is America's only conservative cell phone company. They're all about freedom, the Constitution, giving you the power to support conservative organizations. It's right up our alley. It's like having a superpower for your beliefs. Patriot Mobile uses the same reliable networks as the big carriers, so you'll get great service wherever you go. We did not see a change in our service, and actually it's gotten better. Their customer service is incredible. You call and you immediately get someone on the phone to help you with something. They've got plans to fit every budget from unlimited talk and text to data-packed options for all your streaming needs. And when you make this switch to Patriot Mobile, they will buy out your current contract up to $500 a line. So fellow freedom-loving friends, it is time to make the change. Head over to PatriotMobile.com today. Use the code Blake for 10% off your bill. That's PatriotMobile.com, code Blake. Thanks for listening. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Crabby Christian, a Misfit Media Network production. I am your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Hey, welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Crappy Christian. I have Mike and Angie Lee with me today. And the thing is, is that you already know them. You just haven't like met them because if you follow me on Instagram, I've talked about their products all the time. And so now I get the chance to sit down and talk with the people that are actually behind these products that I use every day that have turned a lot of you onto as well. And you, Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you. By, by the way, I love the title of the show. It's probably the funniest title that we've we've been on so far. <laughs> I mean, I would hope so. Like, if you're going to brand something that out of the box, it better hit the mark. Yeah, yeah, bravo. it's so good. But it's honest. That's why people like you, because it's just real. You're like, yeah, crappy Christian. <laughs> we went to a dinner last night, and I was sitting across from this older man who I'm explaining what a podcast is to, right? Which is great. He's like, is it a radio show? I'm like, no, you can literally listen whenever you want. You don't have to, like, wait for it to come on. And he asked what the title of it was. And I love nothing more than watching people kind of lean in and go, wait, I'm a crappy Christian. Tell me more. Oh, so I love that. It's for everybody, you know, (laughs) it's for everybody. So you both have really, really interesting stories. In my research for this episode, I was like, how the heck are we going to fit their stories into something bite-sized that can help people get to know them, which I assume you can both do that. But you guys have been both kind of individually in something since you were like 16, 17. You both got out there pretty early. Y'all can rock, paper, scissors through those first, or you have a (laughs) stacking order. Yeah. I think we had some parents that put, I know, Trauma. Trauma. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? It's Blake, just... is, is that basically you saying you really got out there early? You have childhood trauma. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say it. I was going to let you say it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. I always say, like, when I came home from the hospital, my parents, especially my dad, used to tell me that he put, like, a stuffed basketball and a stuffed football in my crib. So I started boxing at eight years old. And I think with Angie, too, it's kind of one of those things where we were just pushed into sports and excelling. I think there's incredible things out of that. Like it it creates beautiful things. But also, I'm now a father. I just had a son about a month and a half ago. And now I'm 36 years old. And the one thing I definitely learned is that I want to teach him that love doesn't come from the outcome necessarily, but comes unconditionally. And I will say, I think there's a blessing and a curse to kind of how we were both raised with that type of love given. And my, I don't know if you agree, Angie, that's how I feel. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think you don't realize it till you're in your thirties. And now that you are a parent, it's like, you start to see things from the other side and you realize that your parents were doing their best, right? Like we're all going to screw up our kids in some capacity, but 
I think that it's a, yeah, it's a double-edged sword, right? I think a lot of ambitious people listening can resonate with this. There's this feeling of never enoughness, right? Which then can really eat you alive. And it's that dance between contentment and growth. That will be the constant battle of most people who have ambition. It's, it's can I be content in this moment and be so grateful and see where I'm at places that I wish I was at 10 years ago, but then also you're constantly always wanting more, which is really healthy, you know, without growth, we don't progress as humans. So yeah, Mike, you tell your little story, your little, yeah. your clip notes, your bullets. I started fighting at eight years old. My dad brought me to a boxing gym. We're from Chicago. Some would call that child abuse, but back in the day, it was totally normal, especially if you met my dad. But it ended up blossoming into a really incredible career. Fought more throughout the amateurs. I got signed by Top Rank at 21 years old, and Top Rank had signed the biggest fighters in the world. So it was like getting a call from the New York Yankees for me. And so I ended up having this long, incredible career. I ended up finishing 22 and one and fought for a world title at the MGM Grand in front of thousands of people in my last fight. Got to fight in Madison Square Garden and Cowboy Stadium and on some huge cards, won some titles. But throughout that process, in the middle of my career, I was about 12 and 0, undefeated on top of the world. And all of a sudden, I started getting really, really sick. And I spent the next year and a half trying to figure out what was wrong with me. We were in and out of hospitals, Angie right there by my side. At one point, I was in a hospital for about 12 days. My immune system was shutting down. I was getting headaches, having, you know, not just concussion issues, but immune system issues. I ended up getting diagnosed with a handful of autoimmune diseases. And even to this day, almost a decade later, I still deal with some autoimmune issues. I was diagnosed with Lyme disease actually about a year ago. So long story short, I've gone through that mental journey. It's been a, a physical battle, but also a mental battle. And really, as we'll get into later, the reason we created Soul. At one point, I was on seven or eight different medications, and I just knew that another medication wasn't the answer for me. So that pain really forced me into a deep dive of natural supplements and figuring out what was wrong with me and being my own health advocate. And so I, I know there's probably a lot of people listening that are dealing with that and you go from doctor to doctor and it's so frustrating. And so for me, it's been a long journey, but uh, so many beautiful things have come from it. And this company, which has helped thousands and thousands of people, for example. And so it's been a lot of ups and downs, but I ended up retiring in the end of 2019 and now focusing fully on just healing and playing pickleball and growing the company. And, and it's been really fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Angie, you give us yours and then we're going to like, I have so many thoughts, obviously, but yeah, I'll keep it quick. We got to get this part through first. Yeah, I have ADD, so I'll keep it quick. Uh, <laughs> like always, you know, a neurodiverse child. So always felt like I didn't fit in the box. So I always knew from a young age, I, I wouldn't probably survive well in college and or corporate. And that's what happened. I ended up quitting college and it all started with a wellness blog. I was sharing content on the internet at the time. I didn't know I had ADHD really. So I wasn't really talking about that as much as I do now very openly. But at the time it was wellness, fitness. I was talking about my painful period cramps, which I've had some to the point. We actually have an email coming out this week that I'm sharing about it. I had some to the point where I black out in public places. It was so painful. And I think that ironically, that moment of passing out one time, it was at Six Flags actually with my friends. I remember thinking to myself, I need to take care of my hormones. Like this isn't normal, the pain that I'm in. And it's crazy to think that that day is really what sparked since a teenager, my passion for wellness and holistic health and natural remedies and all of that from that pain. I was like, this isn't normal to be feeling that. So yeah, my, my passion went from then blogging, which then went into events and podcasting, content creator, speaker, and then we launched Soul. So it's been a host of a bunch of different things in the, in the creator space now. And it's me just constantly sharing where I'm at and my story. And it all started with quitting college and yeah, and saying, F it. I knew that I wasn't really built for corporate. So I, I kind of at a young age knew that I would have to figure it out. Yeah. And so, yeah, Mike and I combined forces. Was the same push from your parents towards sports? Was there a similar push towards like college and get a good job? Or were they sort of like, was entrepreneurship threaded like through your family at all? Are you both first generation like entrepreneurs? No, I, our father was an entrepreneur, had a lot of different things. I think even as a child, we went through bankruptcy <laughs> pretty yeah. early on. And it wasn't until later that he finally had a business that took off. But we grew up watching him start and fail and start and fail. And so I will say 
that was a blessing is that the one thing he did teach us was not to be afraid of failure. And I think that's brought us to some incredible places. We've even had a business that we started before this that failed. And I would say I got my MBA throughout that. You know, it's so cliche, but it's so true. Like I learned so much through through that process. So we did grow up with that entrepreneurial kind of bug. Yeah. And so was not going to college fine with your parents? You know, it's interesting. Mike ironically went to Notre Dame, which is like, he college. He really college. He went (laughs) college. (laughs) Star child. He excelled. He passed his classes. I think it was always a little different because I think that they knew like, okay, Mike's going to be able to get through school and do that. And then I think there was like this unspoken thing with my dad and my parents that were like, like, Angie's probably not going to make it through the whole time, but we're going to like, like, she should at least try. I think back then still, I mean, now it's more accepted by society to kind of not go now unless you really need it. But still then it was like, it was like the borderline of like, eh, you probably still should get a resume. You might as well. And so I think they kind of were, but they also were like, if you figure it out, you figure it out. So, I mean, I called my mom the day I left and she was like, I knew this phone call was coming. And I said, what do you mean? Yeah. She was like, I knew since you were little that this phone call would come. And she was like, Angie, I'm not worried about you. Like, you'll figure it out. I mean, I'm 21 years old. I still, you know, I had so much time to figure it out. And uh, yeah, I left with debt and everything. And I just kind of was like, you know, this is the time to be young and broke and figure it out if you're going to do it. So absolutely. Yeah, they were pretty supportive, I guess. My parents were very big on like, go to college, finish in four years, like keep all your scholarships. And then, you know, now I'm like, for what? You know, (laughs) and they've, my parents have actually come back in my adulthood and apologized for basically like, I did not want to go to college. I did not. I wanted to like go to some kind of trade. Mm. And then I didn't want to go to college and then was like, all right, I'll go to law school. (laughs) Was the, I'm going to go to extra school. And then ended up, ended up not even going to law school, but really interesting. And that like, Mike, I'm sure you understand this on some small, like on a, on your own plane, because as your kids get older, this, these conversations get bigger, right? Because I mean, we're pulling our kids out of school next year like we're, and we're homeschooling, oh, you know, yeah. so conversations around your kid's education. But now I'm like, I hope my kids don't go to college. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is the honest truth. You don't need it anymore. Well, I think we live in a time now where everything, especially with AI, like now everything is accessible on the internet. And I think no matter what, what I've known is that when I'm passionate about something, when there's a why behind it, I will pursue it in a way that I never would have pursued it. So if you can encourage children or people just in general to pursue something that they have a passion in, they're going to find success. And what does success mean? I mean, that's just depends on how you label it, right? But right. I couldn't agree more. I, I think the old college system is is broken. It leaves kids in debt. It's the only debt that you actually can't get out of, even through bankruptcy. Right. It's pretty wild. So I'm sure we'll see that change in the next 5, 10, 20 years without a doubt. Those trajectories are already shifting pretty significantly, as are like traditional schooling and parents doing homeschooling and stuff like that. It's all in this really big shift. So it's super interesting. Did your life intersect with CBD because you were just in so much pain and you were just looking for something? Because we, I think we have similar situations in that I was on a lot of pharmaceuticals and used CBD and THC to come off of them on the mental health side. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was on antidepressants for a long time. I was on Lexapro. Angie was with me during a lot of those journeys. It's so funny, Angie. I'm usually the serious one. I think I'm people pleaser, wanted to be like the overachiever. And Angie just walks in a room and wants to make everybody laugh. And I think that really helped me through my healing journey. So it definitely was one of those things where I needed that levity. And I always tell people that too, like now, anytime that I'm in pain or I'm dealing with mental health issues or physical pain, I always put on a comedy. I put on things that make me laugh. I think levity and comedy is just incredible. It's like the thought of putting on sad music or sad content, I think it really hurts people. But uh, yeah, for me, that was kind of my journey of trying to get off of it. And we both discovered CBD simply because I was searching for all natural solutions. I remember calling her up and I was like, you got to check this stuff out. And at the time I was still getting drug tested. I was still in my career. So I was doing all zero THC. Yeah. And it wasn't until later I started experimenting more with THC and finding its benefits. So, but yeah, what about you, Inge? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, we, we didn't have a background in cannabis as far as yeah. like the business side. Right. So that's, what's crazy about this is 
I remember the very first time I took it when I was in Chicago and I was so afraid to take a tincture because I thought I was going to get high, obviously. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to get super high? <laughs> I was like, but I really, I really wanted to try this for anxiety <laughs> and see if it helped with focus and sleep and period cramps. So it was interesting now to think back to that first moment trying a tincture where you're terrified to try it. And then you're like, oh, this isn't going to give me high. CBD. CBD, just pure CBD. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Just for pure CBD, because even at the time, you know, it's like, it was, it was, it was still super taboo then. Oh yeah. The market has changed really significantly just in the last couple of years. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's changed a lot. Now more people know what it is. Still a good portion don't, which is still really crazy. You're like, oh my gosh, how do you not know what it is at this point? But a lot of, am I going to get high DMs when I share about like just the CBD? Am I going to get high? I'm like, nope. You're like, fortunately or unfortunately. Unfortunately. I mean, I have other options, but. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think the government and FDA has definitely not helped. Like they've taken a really long time to, I don't want to say legalize it is legal, but to regulate it in certain ways. So unfortunately, it's put a black eye in the industry. And the reason why people like Angie were afraid, first of all, is because bad actors and companies are sourcing from overseas. They're not checking levels of pesticides. You know, there's a lot of companies that aren't doing it the right way to cut costs. And so the fact that this is something that could jeopardize the pharmaceutical industry, like so many other things, puts a lot of pressure on the FDA and government. And so it's no secret that, you know, CBD has been demonized and cannabis has been demonized for years and years. I mean, cannabis has been demonized since like the 1920s. And that was also for a monetary financial reason. So it's great that people collectively are kind of coming back and seeing like, no, wait, cannabis has been used for thousands of years. Hemp has been used for thousands of years. All these plant medicines have been used. And yes, they can be abused, just like Tylenol can be abused, right? But finding each person's remedy and what's good for them is unique to them, not just let's just write a script and throw it at you and here it is. So that's what we're proponents of. Like, I never sit here and say CBD cured everything and all yeah. of a sudden I'm cured, but it's another tool in the tool belt and it's not toxic. So you can't overdose, which is incredible. You can't even say that about Tylenol. You can overdose and die from Tylenol and ibuprofen. And all of ours is organic hemp and comes with COAs, certificates of analysis right on the websites. You can see there's no levels of heavy metals, pesticides, mold, any of the bad stuff. So it's low risk, high reward. And so not just CBD all across the board, I really recommend that people start looking into these low risk, high reward solutions for them. Well, and you know, you said it's a tool in your tool belt. And what's really cool is that it can become one of the primary tools and it can massively decrease what you're putting into your body, you know, and I had this really wild experience with kind of coming out of what I've deemed the can of closet, right? As especially as a Christian influencer. Mm. And I got eaten alive. Eaten alive. I come online and I'm like, look guys, I from 2020 to now, this is like late 22, I think. It was like I have gone from seven pharmaceuticals to one. And now I'm down to zero. But I was down from seven to one. Wow. Top of therapy and changing my diet. I knew that a huge part of that was a mix of CBD and THC, microdosing, using it for therapy, all these kinds of things. Eaten up, ate up, lose like thousands of followers, just this wow. blow out. And I basically came back to the table and was like, so what you have communicated now is that you were much more comfortable with me taking a man-made lab developed pharmaceutical with a lifetime of side effects and and negative impacts and depleting the minerals and the vitamins and the hormones in my body, you were more comfortable with that as a Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't God make the cannabis plant? That grows out of the, the one that grows out of the ground, you mean? I'm not a genius and I'm not God, what? but I feel like he probably made the plant. He did. And you know, tell, tell Cheryl in your inbox that, you know? Right. And there are theories about what that means and why it's on the earth and how we use it. Yeah. At the end of the day, does our experience count yeah. for nothing? Like, does the fact that you have three people sitting here in front of you saying, these substances made my life better and made me less dependent on man. Mm-hmm. 
How is that not a win? And everybody, yeah, plants, I mean, gosh, there's plant medicines that are, there's tons of them that, you know, we have mushrooms, we have obviously psilocybin. There's, there's so many plant medicines now that are getting more PR, let's say, and plants used as medicine used medicinally has been, oh, I don't know, since literally. You guys know that we're the ones that have it weird. Literally. That was our pharmacy. That was the pharmacy until we had pharmaceuticals. That's literally what we used to heal ailments. We would pull things off a tree and eat it and put it on our wounds. I mean, like there's nothing more medicinal and herbal and like beginning of time than that. I don't know. To me, it's like, actually, I feel like anytime there's, there's feedback on it, I think, you know, let's just be honest. It's fear, right? Anytime people are curious about something and they don't know about it, it's fear. What if that could be bad? What if that's wrong? What if it's going to hurt me? I think a lot of the judgment comes from, come from fear sometimes, you know? And I'm sure people do have bad experiences. Yeah, if you take too much of anything, you're going to have a bad experience. You're not in a place where you're primed to need it. You know what I mean? And so that's a whole really wild conversation to have. And I do think it's fear and often lack of education. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's really it. CBD, for instance, is cannabinoid that's not psychoactive. So we get that question all the time too. Will it get me high? And no, it won't. THC and other cannabinoids like that, Delta-8, Delta-9, yes. And we do now have a product that is a microdose THC CBD blend that people are loving. But our entire soul line has zero THC products that we stand by. Once again, I was getting drug tested for these huge fights. We have nurses, we have police officers, different people that get drug tested and do fine. So it's, it's important to know that any of the cannabinoids that we have on the soul side and if the product says zero THC, we really mean that. So you won't get high. It won't alter your brain in that way. I'll fail a drug test. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to fail a drug test. But what's wild is like humans and all mammals have an endocannabinoid system naturally in their body. And these cannabinoids are binding two receptors, CB, what are known as CB1 and CB2. So it's like God-given plants that are binding exactly to these receptors receptors that were made to bind with the plants like that's i think the part that people don't understand like you know you have a nervous system you know you have an immune system you have a system in your body that risk like has receptors for these chemicals you cannot tell me that we were not created to interact with nature in insanely intricate biological ways i think what's really cool about call it CBD, THC, call it breath work, call it meditation, anything that gets you from the fight or flight into your parasympathetic, your rest and digest is that it ends up having this trickle down effect. And that's why, you know, some people get confused because CBD has so many general wellness effects and like, it's not just anxiety, it's not just pain, but we're finding that anytime that your body is out of that fight or flight and out of that aggravated state, you can heal. So what it's doing is, like I mentioned, it can be many modalities. CBD happens to be a great one of them. When you are in that parasympathetic and you are in that rest and digest, your body can finally heal. And I know for me, that's why it was such a huge catalyst for me getting healthy was because the first thing first, I was just in fight or flight way too much. And so it helped me get out of that. And I think that helped. You're not getting your head above water when you're stuck in fight or flight. And I've lived that out. I've lived that out really closely with people that I love that the way the world runs today, it kind of forces you to work that way. And then you add trauma and you add not dealing with your stuff. And I kind of had that thought when y'all were both talking earlier that I think a really kind of difficult but beautiful place to get when you're looking back at your life is recognizing, well, I had this really, for y'all, like really intense push childhood. That's probably the origin of being in fight or flight. And then you end up developing things like AS and ADHD. And it's all because we're not actually meant to live, honestly, on a broken earth, period. But also to be like, push, push, push at eight years old, or these are the expectations, or be neglected or abandoned, or you know, nobody even cared about you. All of these things put you in this state. And God has given us a substance that helps take you out of that state so that he can deal with you. And you can kind of finish together and then move forward and maybe not pass that trauma on to so many people around you. I just don't understand how that's a bad thing. 
you're going to have a hard time getting me to believe that that's a negative. Oh, amen. I mean, and that's that's why we wanted to start the company, right? Because we felt like coming on shows like this and being on platforms where we can spread our message and show that we're brother sister team. We've got our mom wor- working with us as well. Like we're really a family business, regardless of how big the business gets. So I think instilling trust is really important in this category, right? Yeah, let's go back to that. So you try it. You don't get high. You don't lose your mind, Angie. You're like, okay, I kind of like this. Yeah. And so did you start using it more regularly? How do you get to a point where like, we're going to start a company doing this? Yeah, it was crazy. So then we both were living, then we both were living in LA and we both had been taking it for a bit, just trying out different brands. And then there was a day where we were kind of kidding, but kind of serious. And Mike was like, Hey, I really love this. You really like this. Why don't we think about turning this into a business? And it was at the time where we had a feeling that it was like the perfect time to get into cannabis if we were going to do it because it's a very, you know, timely industry. Like like anything, it has, you know, I, I think we got into it right when it was still like at its peak and the curiosity. I got in at the perfect point, I think. Yeah, it was a really good time. And so yeah, we were both living in LA at the time and Mike was like, Hey, what do you, what do you think about that? And we kind of just tossed it around for a while until we actually executed and then started with like, okay, how would we start this? Okay. We need a website. Okay. How do we set up the, the e-commerce part? Okay. Do we ship orders? How, where do we get the product? Mike and I went to some farms to like actually get the product. So it started from literally just the beginning. Yeah. And we had no idea. I mean, we, Mike was a boxer, right? right. So Mike was an athlete. He studied finance at Notre Dame. So like he knows math. <laughs> <laughs> So like he knows math and numbers and like how to punch people in the face. Right. And then I'm over there like making videos and shit and I have an audience, but I'm just like, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was, it was kind of the perfect storm. It was the perfect time for CBD. Yeah. Mike was like, let me start this. So after boxing, like this could be my thing then maybe like, it was just kind of like this. Why not try it? Let's put some money into it. I was making good money online from coaching. And so I was like, I'll take some of that money and invest in this. I have this audience that so far trusts me, obviously, with wellness. Like, they'll be our first customers. And so we kind of said, you know what? If we end up losing the money, whatever. Let's just try it. Yeah. What has that worked? Do you hire people to source stuff? And did y'all build a team pretty early? Yeah. Early on, we were lucky because one of my best friends I went to college with happened to work for one of the top, if not the top, hemp producer in Kentucky. And so... That's when we kind of flew down, went to the farms, like wanted to see exactly where the hemp was grown and really like understand this industry. So we kind of had an in in terms of him and just educating ourselves. And we knew like, okay, let's let's put some money in. Let's let's buy some product. We literally bought labels. Everything was just we were on 99 designs. Yeah, we were on work. We were Googling stuff like. Like I said, we started a business before. It was actually a, a healthy meal delivery business that completely failed. We'd be in the kitchen till like 3 a.m. And that's a whole nother story. But we learned so much about that in terms of like structuring your LLC and what not to do, what to do. And so it literally was just like kind of crawl before you walk every single stage. And we built this little bare bones website. We we're literally labeling these tincture bottles that we got in the spare bedroom. And we just started slowly kind of building out the team. I remember when we got our first sale online and like how crazy we were going and, you know, literally putting it in the little package and running to UPS. And I did that for months and months and months. We didn't have a fulfillment center. So it was really like learning as we were going and making a ton of mistakes along the way and learning from those mistakes and then building out the team. And now, you know, here we are, what, five years later, and we've got over 7,000 five-star reviews and just thousands and thousands of customers now. And we've hired very smart people and just gotten up-leveled our game, you know, every single year. So it's been exciting. It's so crazy to think about y'all like labeling bottles and running to UPS now working. Like I work with your company pretty closely. I mean, I post about your products multiple times a month because I love them and I use them. And so now it's such an official... Like y'all are so freaking easy to work with and efficient and such a high quality product that it's like, wait, this started at somebody's kitchen table, essentially. This is the coolest. I still have these pictures. Actually, I need to post them today. I need to make a reel of this. The first pictures in that guest room in LA, we used it as like our warehouse and like the room was just filled with all the tinctures and this is before we had gummies. So this is like pre-gummies days, PG, this is PG. (laughs) And we just like, 
B- BG. This is before gummies. BG. We had all the tinctures, like all the pet treats. And it's just like so funny to look at that photo because it's like it feel it feels like it was yesterday, but then it also feels like who whose life was that? Right. It feels forever ago. Right. Weird. When y'all started, was your vision as big as it's gotten? Like as it exceeded what you thought it would do? Without a doubt. Like Angie said earlier, she had her career. I was finishing up my career. I'd actually just gotten injured. So it was like perfect timing to kind of start this. I was out a good six months. I broke my rib in a fight and we had no idea what it become. We just knew we absolutely loved this product. We knew we had to spread the word and we knew we wanted to help people. And once again, I know that sounds corny, but we never started with like projections and this is how much money we want to make. We were like, let's help people. Let's put this money in. Let's work hard. Let's help people. And once their tes- testimonials came back, it just started growing, growing. So it wasn't one of those things we went out and raised a bunch of money and it wasn't venture backed or anything like that. It just started organically growing just from people spreading the word, honestly, from people like yourself, like you and Angie and and this this whole community of people that love it and share with their audience. We just felt like it was so much more organic for us. It's really how we grew the company to begin with. Well, and I think anytime something starts because you're actually passionate about it and it it's had an impact in your life, that starts you almost a rolling stone situation, right? Where you're not trying to push something uphill because you love it and you believe in it. It's just so much more organic and authentic. I mean, that's how I started. I didn't start thinking I'd my husband would be able to leave his job and I'd fund our lifestyle. I started out just like, me and a microphone in a closet because I had, you know, God had given me things that I felt like other people needed to hear. Yeah. I think that's why, A, you're such a great partner, awesome person to work with is for me. And and I know we're just getting to know each other, but right away, what I saw in you and your page and your content was authenticity. Yeah. And I really feel like that's what Angie brings too. like, she is just as weird in real life as she is online. Yeah. And in the past when we worked with inauthentic people just because they had big following, they just, they don't convert or it just doesn't feel right. And so I think for us, we've really been lucky to find some authentic partners that people know. I mean, people are smart now. They, they see the BS online. Oh yeah. Well, and Angie and I connected on Instagram, like right when soul was starting, I want to say. Yeah. It was pre 2020. Yeah. Through like, I think Jordan Lee Dooley. And Jennifer Allwood, I think. Yeah. And I remember like loving your stuff because I was like, I just, I really appreciate anybody who's really bold online because I'm pretty bold. I mean, we talk about different topics, but yeah, we're both really bold. Like I talk about like, oh, what do I do with my butthole hairs? You know, and you're over there like giving some beautiful message about like hope and faith and Christianity. And I'm over here like, lady, should I shave these hairs? Do I wax them? (laughs) But we're both, we're both heroes. You know what I mean? Like we're both, we're both heroes. Exactly. It is important work answering important everyday questions. I'm serving the community. <laughs> I'm doing God's work. God sent me here. When we originally connected, and I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, so let me finish. Yeah, you were, <laughs> going you were hitting on some of the like harder, can set you up for more blowback topics. And you've kind of scaled back on that, which I completely respect because... Mm-hmm. people are freaking insane online. Yeah. I mean, we went through some crazy years there on the internet. And I think what's really cool now is we're at a point now where what I love is that you actually can't cancel people anymore because no, can't. you can't because we all just did it. And so it's almost like it doesn't have weight anymore. Right. No one cares. You're like, oh, Bob Smith's canceled. Like, okay. Like no one cares. Well, and because they like tried to cancel you over something. Yeah. Like a lot of random stuff. Yes. It was unexpected, right? I think no one no one expected anything that happened. I mean, what happened in the world was crazy. I think we're still all waking up from it. And it's weird we're like not all talking about it either. It's like, oh, okay, we're just back to life and work, you know? Three years of it. But yeah, it was pretty, it was, and I say this with, you know, an asterisk of like, this is, you know, I know there, there's obviously horrible things that happen to people out there. But yeah, it was, it was pretty traumatic mentally because I wasn't ready for it. So it was weird. It was very weird, man. But I respect that you took some steps back, but leave. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people either completely overhaul what they've created to make it more palatable, which you didn't do that either. You just were like, I don't feel like I need to step up to the internet and have these conversations anymore. Yeah. But people either completely change like, everything about what they're doing or they leave the internet 
or they, yeah, that was, it was just freaking crazy little microcosm. We lost some like really good creators that I loved that were just like, I cannot handle this. Yeah. Well, it's intense. You know, I think yeah. it's like, I think it's a weird part of the job that you're like, oh, my, any other job, you're not at your cubicle and your, your guy next to you is like, Hey, you suck. Right. Who you voted for or like, because you won't get experimental gene therapy they're like mad at like that doesn't happen <laughs> gene therapy yeah it's just a weird part of the job i wasn't ready for you know i was a little naive to it so i didn't know you could wake up and have people just in your dms just like hating you and for no reason and so i didn't really emotionally handle it well so i, I learned a lot like i've grown so much i'm such a different person now honestly really the way i feel about just my confidence and who i am it's actually like better now because it almost like went to the worst of the worst and now i'm like oh i'll just like be me because what else do i have Right. Like what else do we truly have here other than being ourselves? Like I'd rather be myself than not or not do it, you know? So it's weird. I really do feel like you handled it really well. I mean, I understand like the darkness behind the scenes. I've, yeah, I had a season of reading about myself on Reddit, you know, like things we, Oh, that's not good. Why would you do that to yourself? It's like, it's kind of the same question of like, why do people hurt themselves in any capacity? Cause they're already, yeah, you know, and we can just add on top of that. Yeah. And like, to bring the conversation full circle honestly so my story with like thc and cbd was that it wasn't medicinally legal in louisiana oh until recently yeah. like the last few years and i just felt a personal conviction about using it and being in a place that i couldn't even like pay the money get the card and then be cool so i waited until then and it kind of aligned with being in this really really dark place personally and kind of believing I mean, we had our address got put online. My phone number got leaked. Yeah. People were absolutely insane in 2021. And yeah, I was in a real bad place about it. And then all of a sudden weed was legal in Louisiana. And I smoked a lot in high school and in college and then became a believer. And that was kind of my experience. And so I drove my little booty to the little tiny dispensary and got myself some stuff. And you know, I'm never going to show up and be like, that's what healed me. But to the point that Mike made earlier, sometimes you need something to pull you out of fight or flight so that you oh, yeah. can hear the voice of God so that you can reevaluate what you're believing and go, oh, this is all bullshit. Like none of this is, yeah. you know, when you're in oh, yeah. fight or flight, it's so much easier to just keep your head down, keep believing the lies, keep taking, taking the beatings. Yeah. And you end up in this really dark spot. And so people, ex I think, expect the conversation surrounding CBD and THC to be largely pain. If you're using it as medicine, it's to manage pain. It's to manage a disorder. It's to, And it's like the mental health benefits are there as well. Oh, yeah. No human doesn't struggle with their mental, mental health at some point in some capacity. Right. Right. Like there's no human out there who just is like steady Eddie for their entire life. So to be able to have some tools that are healthy is incredible. I mean, let's, I mean, alcohol, right, is is truly one of the most toxic things you can and do. It just is, right? I mean, I know someone might not want to hear that, but that's not talked about enough. And that's totally socially acceptable to be having every single day or night or whatever, yet things like this aren't. So if you have an outlet that's way healthier than alcohol, you know? Like, it's socially expected. It's actually encouraged. It's socially encouraged. It's weird when you don't. Yeah. A lot of cultures, you know, I live in South Louisiana. Hello. We have a whole, our kids are off of school for three days so people can get drunk and go throw beads. Like that's like our whole thing. And, oh. you know, you bring up plants and people kind of, oh, are you allowed to do that? Yeah. What's hilarious is the people that you tell them, well, it's actually medically legal here and I have my medical card. And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, wow. so it's only okay because it's legal here. And so that's yeah. the whole other conversation of, and you know, you mentioned the FDA and everything earlier. Wait, why do I have to like only take that input from the government? Yeah. Because I guarantee you the things that the three of us are using CBD and or THC to treat, the government has a different answer. Oh, yeah. For oh, all yeah. of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the beauty of the product we launched, which is kind of microdose THC, right? So it's it's something that you can work your way up. Most people take a gummy that's 5 milligram, 10, 15, and all of a sudden they're way too high and they have a bad experience. but if you can find the right dosage for you and kind of start slow, once again, crawl before you walk, it can be a beautiful thing and so much healthier, right? You think about alcohol. I really do believe it is a phenomenal alcohol replacer. You yeah. can go out, be social, 
have your guard off a little bit and not have a hangover the next day. And not get stupid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, people get so aggressive on alcohol and so many fights break out. When's the last time you, you heard about someone being too high and like fighting people? But let's unpack that. Yeah. What are you angry about? You know, like, what, like that's not what happens <laughs> at all. Oh my God, that's hysterical. Yeah, I really, I was telling Mike, I really want to lean into the alcohol alternative for OOO, for out of office, because I think there's this wave right now going on of sober curious. That is such a good way to go about it. About last year, which is cool because I've been, I don't drink. So I'm like, oh, everybody's coming over to the cool side where we don't drink. But I, I think it may be because a lot of people drink during 2020, 2021. And now they're like, I feel so much better when I don't. So we're actually riding this new trend in health and wellness is the sober curious trend. It's coming. It, it started, but I think it's about to get really big. And does that mean all the world? No, but I think we're going to see the biggest blimp we've ever seen in a long time of people quitting, putting alcohol or reducing it a lot. So I actually think OOO is like the perfect product for that right now to ride that sober curious train, right? Don't you think? Explain it a little bit for people that aren't familiar. Explain what OOO is. It started as vacay. We rebranded. It's yeah. out of office. Is mm-hmm. out of office a part of soul? Or is it kind of it's okay, it is. Yeah. It's completely under the soul brand. It's just a, a different skew yeah. under soul, but it's still soul. And yeah. we named it out of office. So you can take the edge off a little bit. It is our first gummy that has the slightest bit of THC in there. It's a very, very, very small amount. And it's mixed with the CBD. So it synergistically works together to calm you down. And it's great for people who are wanting something maybe a tad bit stronger than CBD, but still don't want to get high. Right. They still don't want to have something where they can't function or be a parent or get throughout their day. And explain why you can ship THC because you can't just like order gummies online and have them shipped to you and depending on where you live. That's a great question because you were talking about, you know, Louisiana not being a recreational state and legal. What's really interesting about this is it's 100% legal because of the 2018 farm bill. It's hemp derived. That's the key differentiator here. So all of our products are hemp derived THC. So THC can come from under the cannabis plant, you have marijuana and you have hemp. Marijuana is very high in THC, low in CBD. Hemp is very high in the other cannabinoids, CBD, and low in THC. But as long as you are extracting from hemp, which we are organic hemp, we can ship this to all 50 states, actually. So whether your state is recreational or not, this is 100% legal. We can ship it to your door. The feds aren't going to come, you know, break down your door. And it's kind of cool because a lot of states don't have access to dispensaries or recreational status. So since it is hemp derived, it's yeah, 100% legal. And it is the perfect introduction. It's 1.5 milligrams, right? Yeah, correct. Which is for somebody who's is honestly perfect for everybody. It's perfect for somebody who's never used THC. You're going to want to just take one and just take one. Okay, just take one the first time. Because there's nothing worse than the universal experience of, I don't feel it. And 30 minutes later, you pop another one and then you're on the moon. So start with one. But then it's also really great for people who do consistently use THC because it's the perfect microdose dosage. Whereas like as someone who has used it pretty regularly and has a little bit of a tolerance built up, I can still pop one, maybe two. And I'm, you know, you're going to be fully functioning. You're not going to be, I don't understand sometimes the people that think you're going to just be like slobbering on the couch. You're going to be functioning. I, you know, you can do all of the mom things that you need to do. It's going to take the edge off a little bit. And it's just, everything's going to feel just a little warm and fuzzy. Why not? Your kids are going to be not quite as annoying. (laughs) Well, okay. I'll go into talking about being a mom and using it just a tiny bit. Because I know people kind of clutch their pearls about that. I'm never blazed around my kids. I like that's not. And if you are, no judgment. I was going to say, and if you are, literally no judgment. As long as we are functioning and like present with our kids, and I think we all got to just figure out our own journey. Mommy wine culture is fine. Mommy yeah. Yeah. culture is fine. Coffee is the, the same drug. Caffeine is the same drug class as cannabis you know like we don't have that conversation it's completely acceptable for those of us that maybe live a little bit in fight or flight and our systems run a little bit high and it needs to come down a couple of notches these outer bodies gummies really are perfect (laughs) there's my standing ad for y'all it's just like sometimes it makes being a mom a little more palatable (laughs) palatable 
Can we steal that line? That's a yes. that's some great. No, seriously, this is website. the lingo. Like, we need to write this down and give this to marketing. Like, I'm serious. This is the language. Like, yeah. do you want mommy to be more palatable? That's like such a great email. You know, like who's not going to open that? <laughs> right. Exactly. Love your kids, but you don't like them today. If so, click here. Fifty percent off. Endure motherhood. It really isn't that. But you know what? Sometimes I have regulated three human beings' emotions yeah. for eight hours, and they now they want me to sit down and play Barbies. I'm gonna go take me an hour of gummy, and then I'm gonna come play the best game of Barbies they've ever seen. Okay. Oh my god, that's right. You have three. No, well, I have two, and then I have a husband. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. He counts. Okay, he counts. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that counts. Oh that counts my god, I was like, you have three. No, I only have. Wow. Two, yeah, you know, you guys heard it. That's the best testimonial we've ever heard. <laughs> What's your favorite product? Okay, so I started with the sleepy drink. That book actually got me hooked on y'all. Wow. Like not even any CBD. Mm -hmm. And I still drink it like almost every night. But okay, what's your favorite? My favorites, we have a product called Big Brain and it's doctor formulated and it's essentially a a focus energy capsule. It has a bunch of different nootropics in there, adaptogens. It's got lion's mane, it's got bacopa, it's got reishi. So all these incredible mushrooms help give you focus. Then a little bit of green tea, caffeine extract. So I took it right before, got it right here. I took it before this podcast. Yeah. It's oh. kind of my go-to. And yes, that, that's my favorite product right now. Yeah, that's a good one. What about you, Ann? Ooh, it's hard. Okay. Our sleep capsules. I love those. I'm a big baby grandma. I got to get my sleep capsules. Sleep drink is so delicious. Pina colada, 25 milligram gummies. Those are incredible. Oh man, I love so much. I would say those three. I take those every day. Oh, you take sleepy gummies every day? Yeah. Those are those are one of our biggest yeah. sellers. People love the sleepy gummies. Yeah. Those are really good. Love. No, like I take it every night. Yeah. Oh, every single night you do one? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You love it. How many do you do? Just one? Just one. Yeah. <clears throat> sleepy gummies are great because we put CBD and CBN, which is cannabinol. It's another cannabinoid. does not get you high, but sleep inducing. A lot of studies out there. And then, so it's a broad spectrum product. We kind of put the best of... It's it. it has like other like sleep mercine. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to pronounce whatever yeah. it. Is. But yeah, well, cause again, going down from one of the seven pharmaceuticals that I was on was Lunesta. Oh, wow. Mm. I've had trouble sleeping since I was a child, but again, you heal that fight or flight, your body can slow down. And now it just needs, she just needs like a little, a little gummy, just need a little help. Yeah. We can, we can sleep tonight. So. Wow. That's so incredible that you got off seven of them. Wow. Yeah. I use y'all's products. My whole family uses your products. Like my parents use them. So this was the most like no brainer podcast episode because I also wanted to hear, like, I wanted to have a conversation and be like, what is the behind the scenes? How did we get here? Okay. So what are you looking forward to? 2024. I'm sure you can't like, if you've got new stuff coming, you can't reveal it or anything, but this episode's going to come out like February of 24. Okay. That in mind, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, we're really excited about building out the wellness line. So Soul is going to start introducing more even non-CBD products, right? We've been toying with ADHD support, more focused support, been toying with much healthier solutions to weight loss. And then what I'm really excited about is out of office as well. It's it's kind of this other brand we've created that'll have micro rankers THC. I think there's a lot we can do with that. And we're just getting started spreading the word on that. We just launched this a few months ago. It's quickly becoming like one of our best sellers. I think because the blend is just on point, the gummies taste great. So for me, the microdose THC side, I'm actually most excited about in 2024 because there's just so many endless kind of possibilities there that we haven't discovered in the past. We never really touched THC. Like, are you going to stick with the gummies that we have now or are you going to expand that line at all? That's a great question. That's what we've been having kind of internal talks about. It's always so difficult. Like the soul side, we have drinks, we have capsules, we have gummies. And so for us, we were like, well, maybe be nice to expand like the sleepy drink, like maybe that in a little bit THC form and people like that. So We've been flirting with a lot of different ideas. What we love to do actually, which is really cool, is like 
we always ask our community. So most of the times when we're launching new products, we are asking on post-purchase surveys or social media or emails. We're collecting a ton of data from our customers. And that's the best way to do it. Because like, I don't know what our customers want until I ask them, right? Exactly. I would kill for a sleepy drink with THC in it. I'm just saying. I would be real excited. I was going to say, what if we did an out-of-office drink? It's like a lemonade that you bring to a party instead of drink. Yeah. Well, okay. Genius. Because I've been looking at getting like a THC tincture to put in like a mocktail. Yes. I am like on my own sober curious. Yeah. Really. I'm just kind of done with drinking. I work way too hard, like in the gym and in the kitchen to essentially undo those things. Yeah. A couple of drinks. But I still want to like, I want, I need to hold a drink, right? Like when I'm out about, yeah. I have something. Mocktail recipes. I'm writing this down. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, mocktails. Yeah. Or even, I don't even, would it work as a tincture? Yeah. Put that in something you've already, like you get, you know, a cranberry and Sprite at the bar mm. and you drop your CBD THC tincture in it. Yeah. All I love that idea because you can control the dosage too. Exactly. With- well, to be quite honest, from a business standpoint, it's much easier for us to whip up the tinctures than the powder drinks. The powder drinks take months and months of R&D. So, yeah. Okay. See, look, just brainstorming right here. I love this. This might be a start of something good. Like, let's collab on that. The girl named Blake is out of office. <laughs> let's go. The girl named Blake is out of office. I love that. Wait, what that's are you so looking cool. forward to, Ange? Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, I, I'm really passionate about the sober curious thing. I feel like I've just seen a lot of benefits, obviously not drinking in my life. So I, it's my hope that other people feel good when they at least reduce it a bit. So I would love to see an out of office tincture and see the gummies just keep crushing because I love hearing that people are happier with something that won't have them wake up and have a hangover, have a hangover. Yeah. Or like actually hurts their body in the process. Yeah. Like the hangover sucks, but also you're depleting your body of, yeah minerals and nourishment and water and just the more you learn the more you're like it's literally the worst thing ever (laughs) how do i do this i mean it's a poison that's why you feel good on it because it's you're getting poison (laughs) i love you guys thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and chat with me about all the things i'm sure we'll have to do this again when the tincture is out or as we you know continue working together it's gonna be a fun adventure i was telling and looking forward to seeing what what 24 looks like for y'all looks for like for all of us working together. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Oh, and thank you. You've been so awesome. Like you've crushed it. And I let you know, I DM'd you and I was like, you're crushing it. You're like, oh, I am. I'm like, yeah, you're crushing it. I'm like, I'm just so that means the world to us. (laughs) Thanks y'all. All right. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the crappy Christian podcast. And Hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right. See you next week.